Welcome to episode 170. Season 7, episode 15. Of Two Miss Bees in a Podcast. With me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. Welcome back. We hope you are well, whether you are on your February half term or in the last week of spring one. This is the... Uh, the trend that keeps happening now is there are no standardised weeks off, really, apart from August. But all the other, you know, some schools take October half. It's the half terms, really, isn't it? The half terms are... Um, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, so you're not on half term break this week. No, I'm but not. But I am. You'll probably tell if you see any clips from this episode. I'm in my work clothes. Yeah, questionable. Work. Nah. You're in your Rupert pants again. No, these are different. These are different pants. They're still Rupert pants. Yeah, a bit Rupert pants. And have you seen my footwear? So what? these are these are sketches. Oh my god. These are sketches. Oh, what are those? I know. What are those? These are sketches workplace that they're actually like workplace shoes or pumps. So they've got like. If quite- you are over the age of seventy-five. Yeah, but it's for like it's more for like nurses, doctors. And obviously. And over the eight. The love, the love, Dagda. <laughs> no, and then basically they're anti-slip. Crucial. <laughs> yeah, massive. How old are you again? <laughs> I'm recovering from major surgery. Oh, of course, um, yeah. So, and they're, you know, they're quite comfy in memory foam. Obviously, <laughs> you know, let the sleep, let the feet rest. Um, oh, tell me, tell me you've hit. A midlife crisis. Well, and then, and then my work tops, because obviously I don't wear like, I don't wear like shirt and tie or anything. I like to wear like a smart polo or a, or yeah, a shirt. Not a, not a fan of ties. I hate wearing shirt. I refuse. Even if I go to a wedding now, I won't wear a tie. But randomly, uh, mum and dad, so this is like 50% off. You know, like one of those brand shops where basically all the like stuff. Like a TK Maxx. Kind of, but it's in the Stratford Mall. So it's right. like, it's dirt. It's, you know... TJ Maxx. Yeah, TJ Maxx. And it's basically like M&S stuff, neck stuff, just like clearly been been gone yeah. for years. Anyway, so my mum was going. What wasn't sold in the sale of 2003. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So my mum was going and she said, do you need anything? And I just went, oh, just have a look if there's any work tops, uh, double or triple XL, uh, like smart polos. Anyway, she comes back with two kind of... Woolly polos, which is what I'm wearing now. One in like a what do you say, the khaki green? That. Yeah. Uh, it's more brownie, I'd say. Yeah, like brownie green, yeah. and then there was a, and then there was a blue one, like a navy blue one, and I was like, oh, brilliant, and and they're so comfy, and and proper let me breathe, and then I just said to my, oh, if you if you go back, if there's any more. Yeah. So now I've got Monday to Thursday of Giacomo triple XL Giacomo, yeah. It's Giacomo, yeah. Never wore Giacomo before, but I've always thought I could be a Giacomo model. <laughs> but I'm, I'm feeling it. I thought if, if they're not called it a day, Giacomo, they're still going. I think they called it a day 10 years ago. That's why the shop's got all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so yeah. I'm, so going back to the thing, I'm not on, I'm still in work yeah. till Friday, yeah. Yeah, so it means for what I do when I'm not in school that uh, I don't really get the half terms off because schools will, you know, I'll have bookings in. So this week I've got, I've got two bookings, and then the week after I've got bookings. So it's uh, I've got a couple of days this week, yeah. but yeah, not 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 the full week, but um, whatever. What you know, if you are on half term, uh, hope you have a restful one. Hope it's all right. Why not? 
grab yourself a copy of the show and tell tour that you can stream online while you sat back relaxing catching up on things you can uh, watch the two mr p's perform their show and if you haven't yet got the email because it seems again the 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 venue don't seem to communicate very well the liverpool show has now been rescheduled to april the 13th so you do have tickets. You can come to the April 13th. If you can't make the date now on April 13th, get in contact with the venue and they should be able to give you a free refund. If you wanted to come to Liverpool show um, and didn't get a ticket, uh, we know that a few people can no longer make it. So if you head over to the website, com, you'll be able to get tickets there. Uh, you can also share your stories, and that's where you can go if you do want to stream a copy of the show, if you can't make the Liverpool one or didn't make one of the others. Or maybe you came to one of the shows and you just want to relive the glory. You can stream a copy <laughs> of the show on uh, online. So other than that, Adam, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been all right. Um Obviously, you know, this time, well, last week, wasn't it? I was just getting over my near-death experience. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and, yeah, so I was, it, you know, Wednesday, Thursday were still a bit hazy, and I, I, I was all right, got through work okay, but felt, didn't feel 100%. But then Friday started feeling normal again. And then, yeah, just, yeah, it was pretty chilled. Pretty, do you know what? I've not really done anything and and I, and I think the only thing that's that's um frustrating me at the moment and I hate to say this is my daughter right, right. thrown it out there love her to the moon and back I do she is the greatest thing to ever happen to me and my boy but my daughter is is 7 yeah going to be 8 in may and she just I, she just does my head in <laughs> Like and I love her, but she does my head in, and she she knows she does my head in. Yeah. So she does my head in more. In what way? <laughs> well, she now this is the thing. The apple doesn't fall far, does it? Yeah. So I'm I was lazy when I was younger. Um, when you were younger. <laughs> when I was younger, I was. Don't lazy. act like you've changed. I've changed. I do yeah. the bins now. <laughs> um, there we go. But just like I'll just see like rappers. Chris packets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just all over, and I'll go put it in the bin. Now, this is what annoys me. Go and put it in the bin, right? Now, I've got one of those sensor bins where you you put your hand over the thing, it goes, opens, put it in, yeah, and it closes automatically. For those of you who didn't know what he meant by sensor bin, I think his explanation there was spot on. Thanks, mate. So... I wouldn't have known what a sense of it is a couple of years ago. Because so, you're too lazy to look it up. So I'll say, so there'll be a crisp packet on the floor and I'll go, Isla, that's not good enough. Like there's a bin in there, go and put it in the bin and it'll be like the worst thing in the world. Parents everywhere listening to this will know. Just like, oh, oh, I'll do it later. No, 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 do it now. And then she'll go and she'll come back and then I'll go into the kitchen and the crisp packet will be on top of the bin <laughs> and I'll go is it that hard it's a sensor bin if you put yeah. your hand over it it goes it's I like gave her the when you've got a dishwasher and you ask they put the plate in the in the sink and it's oh. like just put it in the dishwasher that's what that's annoying yeah and, and another one is I've got that this little basket next to like next to the bin just on the side which is strictly for cans bottles recycling keeping yeah. it green and and I'll go in there and there'll be there'll be like 
all stuff that's not supposed to be in there that should just go in the bin. But but Isla's just chucked it in there. And I'm just like, I just can't. And, then, and I'll give you another funny one with Isla, even though this, is, this doesn't annoy me. It's pretty funny. So I don't know if anyone's been watching The Masked Singer. I, I, right, do not get it. I don't get the appeal. I don't get, it's just... I think it's one of the worst programs. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not massive on it, but for, I think for kids, it's I think for kids, it's good. It's colourful. So it's... whenever it's been on and they take someone's hat off, the kids don't know who they are anyway. No, I know, but this I think... is the thing. It's like it, it's a child friendly program, but everyone on the program is only appealing to people our age. It's all like celebrities of yeah, years gone by. Yeah, fair. But kids don't know of celebrities nowadays. They don't watch the telly. Yeah. Like YouTubers are their celebrity. YouTubers, yeah, it's true. But but anyway, there's a character on there called Bigfoot. Right. right? Which I'm pretty sure I, I know who it is. Who? Um, your doppelganger. Alex Brooker. Brad Pitt? <laughs> Beckham? Alex Brooker. Beckham wouldn't do. And um, anyway, so he's, 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 he's Bigfoot and he's got a cast, right? And he's right. got crutches. So when The Masked Singer started, obviously I was in a boot. So I was out on the first night that Bigfoot performed. Yeah. So I come back and Isla's like this. Where were you last night? And I went, I was, went to the cinema. She went, mm, where? Right. And then it's like every two weeks. So two weeks later, I was at the Royal Rumble with John. Yeah. And Bigfoot performed. And Isla was like this to Kim. Mummy. Think Daddy might be Bigfoot, you know, <laughs> right? And and I'm not joking. The heartbreak <laughs> of when, like, she she literally sat in the car and she was like, "Daddy," and she's like, closed her eyes. She's like, "Daddy, can I ask you something?" I went, "Yeah, sure. What's up?" And she was like, "Are you Bigfoot on the Mass Singer?" <laughs> and I was just like, "Listen, a few people like Daddy's podcast, but I'm not yeah, getting yeah. on prime time. We're not, we're not that level. No chance. Absolutely no chance." Um, yeah, not a fan. There's loads, loads of TV programs I'm not a fan of. I don't like that. I am actually listening to a podcast at the minute called Off Stage, which is like an expose on the X Factor. I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah, good actually. So it, 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 yeah, there's my little recommendation for the week. Is yeah. uh, Off Stage? It's like a BBC uh, pod. It's a podcast. Or, and it sort of interviews people who went through the process. Yeah, and, and then, then wasn't it? So, what I, I what judges' houses were actually like? Where, and, they, where it was, there was some. They got a sticker where it said like they were likely to kick off. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think they were given a sticker. I think it was just letters to refer to them. Letters to refer to. Yeah, them, yeah. yeah. So um, it was just it's just all yeah, and the, this sort of moral questions about some of the contestants who clearly had mental health issues yeah. that were, you know, being forced to do things. And So what, 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 what other shows, what other shows are you just not a fan of? Uh, I mean, I have to, I have to name some, satellite. I have to throw it out there. Uh, You're not a fan of gladiators. Gladiators. I? Yeah. See, I don't mind gladiators because I think, I, I think it's very similar to what it was in the See, 90s. I, I don't know if I was that big of a fan back in the 90s. See, I, I was, I used to love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I, I don't. Have I ever told just... you about the story where I met you? <laughs> I don't really. No, it's not really a bit of me. I, to be honest, Saturday night TV isn't really me. No. I remember you used to. 1% used to love it. Club. 1% Club is great. class. Um, 
Uh, do you know what I'm a big fan of? Love Richard Osman's House of Games. I know that's not a Saturday night thing. Yeah. But if that's ever on, apart from where is Kazakhstan, the rest of the rounds, I'm all about it. I love well, what's it. Kazakhstan? What do you so mean? So that's one of the rounds in Richard Osman's House of Games where, again, a show I would love to do. And, and they sometimes have guests that you don't really know. So, yeah. you know, we've had two books. Yeah, we, Osmond, we don't get we don't get a look in of anything. You've got to, you've got to start looking at the peas. <laughs> look at my peas. <laughs> um, yeah, so that and I've kind of gone a bit off pointless now. I feel like that's had its time because Richard Osmond isn't on it. Yeah, I used to love you know pointless. Richard Osmond. So another podcast recommendation for you. He started a podcast. So rest is politics with Rory Stewart and Alistair mm-hmm. Campbell, and then there's the rest is football, which has Lineker, Shearer, Micah Richards. Uh, there's now Rest is Entertainment. Okay. And it's Richard Osman and uh, a lady, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, apologies. She's, uh, you know, quite a well-known journalist. <coughs> That's really good. That's really good because they talk all about, well, just anything from TV shows to films. And Richard Osman's he, he, he's been involved. He, he came up with the concept of Deal or No Deal. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as if. So he and that would have been that would have been a big earner that because that went. Oh yeah, yeah. That went America. So that and everything, that that, uh, that sort of saved Channel Four. So the latest episode they were talking about how much Channel Four struggling and has had to lay off like fifteen percent still of its staff and all that. Yeah, and they've just not really got a a flagship quiz show. I like Ant Index Limitless Win. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Even though. I don't know if anyone watched last week's. There was a dad on there with his daughter, and I felt like they didn't. Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Felt like they didn't really like each other. There was a bit of a bit of a neggy vibe right. there, and she was adamant of one of the answers. I can't remember what the question was, but I tell you what, I have to say this. I'm going to throw it out there now. Me and Kim are absolute dynamite at Limitless Win. We <laughs> went. We get went on there. I know, but we don't get looking, do we? No, they, they those sort of shows you've got to apply. No, no. Well. Funny thing, I've not even told you about this, right? So I got a, uh, I got a message on Instagram from a lady. It's pretty funny actually. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of an O from me, but only a slight, only yeah. a little little sprinkle of an O. Right. So I got a message from a lovely woman saying, uh, "Hey, just seen your video on TikTok. I'm a producer from uh, BBC, and I'm." I'm reading that <laughs> and I'm thinking, please transfer me two thousand dollars, <laughs> yeah. and you will get. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Will you marry me? Like, yeah. What? And I, but I was producer from the BBC. I was thinking, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. The two Mr. P's are getting the show. And then it was like, uh, I work as a producer for Blankety Blank. Right. Here we go. So I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Checkbook and pen and all that. <laughs> and then she goes, I recently saw one of your videos. And I thought, and I'm now reading it, Lee, like this. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought your mum would be perfect on the show. <laughs> mum? And it was about the clip, the, the clip oh, right. of, of mum um, surprising Nana with the Tom, Tom Jones tickets. Yeah. So, yeah, randomly just like approached like about like, you know, would she be interested in potentially applying? What, to be on it? Yeah, to be on Blankety Blank. As a contestant? Yeah, as a contestant. Yeah. All right. Well, she's not going to be one of the celebrity squares. Well, no, but I mean, how does that video of Tom Jones get you? Well, I think they look for like, because obviously if they open People it up, with a story. Maybe well, some not really. Sto- it's not really mum's story though, was it? It was Nana's. Well, it was kind of all of us. Yeah. I mean, we all played our part. 
But I, I messaged her back going, not going to lie, I thought you wanted me. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, you could apply as well. I was like, no, sympathy nod. <laughs> sympathy nod. Yeah, for those sort of quiz shows, you've just got to... Um... But what I think it is, I think maybe it's... If they open it up broad, they'll get like so many. Whereas if they, they kind of pluck... I don't want to say normal people, but just like people who have done something like that. So it's a, a conversation starter. Funnily enough, they talked about that on Rest is Entertainment this week, about how you get on shows. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well worth a listen to that. Talking about O's, did you see the one I put on the group? Woman oh. realises she's been washing her hands with a block of cheese for weeks. That is <laughs> horrendous. I mean, the, I think the thing that is shocking about that is weeks. I know. Weeks. But surely you're not getting any... At what point any... does she go like... Oh, yeah, smells but a bit cheesy. You, not getting any purchase. It's not well. It's not bubble it like when you wash your hands with soap. It turns suds and bubbles. Yeah, don't happen with cheese, does it? You just get well. You wouldn't know. Yeah, just grates. But it, just, but it stink. <laughs> it proper reek, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, right. So uh, educational t- talking point of the week. Um, I saw a picture on. Uh, it was on Twitter, actually, but it come from a Facebook group. Uh, an anonymous person was basically asking, is it is it normal for SLT <coughs> to monitor your PPA? Wow. Now, for anyone who doesn't work in a school who's listening, PPA is known as your planning, preparation, and assessment time. And it is time, non-directed time, out the classroom, that you're supposed to use for, you know, your admin tasks, your planning, preparation, and assessment. Now, usually, if you're a full-time teacher, you're entitled to, what, half a day a week? Uh, And obviously, schools can decide how you're given that. So there's lots of different ways schools do it. Some schools do it once every two weeks, but you get a full day out. Some do it where, you know, you might not get the half day. It might be, you know... An hour here or there. An hour here or there. Some schools just don't even bother giving it, teachers. There's all sorts, right? But the idea is that it's supposed to be, you know, your time. You use it however you see fit. Some schools allow you to take it from home. Some, you know, my school expect you to be on the premises, but you're obviously not in class. So when I saw this this post about a teacher asking, is it normal that SLT monitor your PPA? Which is basically sit in with you and 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 just observe what you're doing in your PPA. Now I'm not going to lie to you. I've been teaching 16 years. I've had weeks where my some of my PPA has been spent just, 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 just <laughs> taking it in. Just not even doing anything. Any. I'm just trying to say like, would skiving be? Sky. It's not skiving no, because no. Just reassessing yeah just your life just, yeah just sort of going bloody hell right let's take a moment <laughs> but that's fine if you then what what you had planned plus the thing is as well if you're on site majority of the time when you're doing your ppa you make a list you never get anywhere through that list because you're getting called all of out. a sudden you're getting called for something someone comes and asks you a question Someone breaks the computer and you've got to go and fix it. So it's never really full on non-contact time anyway. But if something does, you know, happen, uh, you know, if I've, like, I always remember when the triplets, when when we were pregnant with the triplets, I used to take my PPA 
so I could go to every scan. Because obviously with triplets, we were getting scanned every week. So my PPA was then mm. spent doing that, which I thought was, you know, nice. Well, I'm really appreciative that I was able to do it. But the expectation was, right, well, then you, you sort it out. Whatever, whatever you weren't able to do in the PPA, you do elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. And the, the fact is, the amount of time teachers are expected to give to the admin side of teaching, you're never going to get it done in the two hours EPPA anyway. So this idea that SLT will monitor your PPA, are they then monitoring coming to your house and sitting in with what you're doing with all the work you take home? Yeah. It's absolutely ludicrous. But the worst thing about it was I made a video. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Because... I often get accused of SLT bashing yeah, on social media, being anti-SLT, and I'm not, right? Majority of leadership teams I come across are absolutely incredible. But you've also got to understand that I'm this person now that a lot of people reach out to and sort of vent and moan to. So I see how bad leadership is in certain schools, yeah, yeah. right? So I call that out. And if you're looking at my videos and thinking that I'm, I'm anti-SLT and I'm SLT bashing. I'm not. I'm bashing towards toxic SLT. And if you think that is you and I'm holding a mirror up to you, you might need to give your head a wobble because it's just that sort of micromanagement. This is the sort of red flag that is creating this massive retention crisis in education because that, no matter how you justify it as to whether it's supportive and we're there to help, it's just oozing, we do not trust you and we have to monitor absolutely everything you do, which is just, and people have actually, so I made this video and I was basically calling it like one of the worst examples of leadership. It's absolutely dreadful. Um, You know, likelihood this SLT will be an offset inspector, you know, jokey, jokey, blah, blah, blah. But there was a serious tone of like, this is not acceptable. Yeah, it's not nice. Um, and <laughs> the amount of comments. So a couple of things. One thing that really surprised me, the amount of people who said this has happened to them, because I genuinely thought this was a one I've never heard of that. Genuinely thought this is surely just one SLT member who, because I think sometimes you can end up too many cooks spoil the broth. Right, you've got so many leaders mm. in inverted comment, you know, air quotes. You've got so many leaders who are desperate to justify being a leader being that a they leader, end up yeah. creating more work than is actually needed. Plus, then there's this trend where you might have assistant heads, deputy heads who are trying to get a headship, or it might be, you know, middle managers trying to be an assistant head. Mm. And so to bulk up their CV or to show the impact they've had in their role before they apply for a deputy, they then invent new initiatives, which then adds workload. So there's, there's yeah. that going on. Um, so I just couldn't get over how common it was. And then people justifying it like, oh yeah, you know, some teachers are bad at planning. I was like, right. So you deal with that teacher. You don't then, because one thing I really get, gets me, my back up about teaching is this whole non-negotiable policy like every policy isn't full of non-negotiables and they're set up to the lowest common denominator in your school so every school will have one staff member who doesn't quite live up to the expectations maybe doesn't quite pull the weight in certain areas and rather than schools addressing it with that one staff member they will then create policies full of non-negotiables to hold everyone else back and so everyone has to suffer because of one person it's like what you do in class isn't it 
one person messes around well you'll all be staying in you're a team yeah it's exactly the same as that so I mean I'm not a fan of that no I'm not one child messes around and you've got another child who's sat making all the right choices I'm not letting them miss time no no no. can't be doing stuff like that but yeah it's just such and and for people to think there's not an issue with it and you know it's just so it's pathetic it really is like the problem you've got in education is no one you can't be trusted to do the job anymore you hold the the amount of time you spend having to justify and prove that you're doing the job and it just constantly comes back to you like you're not good enough and you're crap at what you do and this is why we've got this crisis of retention and recruit i'll be the first to criticize ofsted but you can't also allow leadership you can't even call them leaders can you bosses you can't let these bosses who are few and far between i feel sort of then let the rest of us down it's just so i just keep laughing at the thought of cockney john getting observed on his ppa (laughs) yeah because he would be trying to go out the front of the school for a cheeky vape and then he also would be smashing solitaire (laughs) <laughs> I'm throwing it out there now. He would be smashing solitaire. Well, this is the thing, right? It, it links to everything. Like, why schools still expect teachers to mark books in primary, by the way, because I know some older teachers, as in teachers of older students, say written marking's good. I'll tell you this now. Written marking is one of the most pointless things you can do as a teacher. And 99% of marking teachers do is not for the kids. It's for whoever checks your books because you can't be trusted. Now, I've probably spoken about this on the podcast. I talk about on my training. I think one of the most pointless things in a primary school is a verbal feedback stamp. Right, do you have them in your school? I don't think so. No. Or you might write VF. I've seen VF. Right. Before, so yeah. basically, verbal feedback stamps are pointless because the only thing they prove is that you've stamped the book. And it just plays into this idea of your books are going to be scrutinized. Someone's going to check what you're doing. Therefore, you have to show that you've marked that book or you've given verbal feedback. Not whether the verbal feedback's had any impact, because if it did, the children would act upon the feedback and that should be evidence enough. Mm. It's this idea of constant scrutiny and pressure of proving that you're doing the job and everything it's just all that lack of trust it's just all and this is this is it these are the sort of schools that are putting on yoga well-being staff meetings and mindfulness sessions and all this nonsense they're the ones who are then not getting the idea that ultimately it comes down to trust yeah if you trust teachers to do the job they're capable of doing you don't then have workload issues there we go there's my So on that note, there was, uh, I put a picture out of, you know, from Tangled, what's he called, the guy, Finn? Finn. Oh, what's he called? All right, don't tell me, I should know this. Finn Ryder. Finn Ryder, you know, and he's got all the knives pointed at him. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what's an opinion you have on teaching where the rest of the profession would be like this? So someone saying Ofsted, Ofsted. Yeah. Yeah. People don't get it <laughs> because what people do is just share opinions that everyone <laughs> agrees with, such as we need to stop giving our time for free. Mm, yep. Agree. No one's going to hold a knife up to you for that. Yeah, yeah. Or a sword, um, should I say. Writing the long date is a complete waste of time and totally outdated. Mm, yeah. Yep. We should have a bank of resources provided nationwide. We waste a ridiculous amount of time finding and creating resources. 
See, I'm a bit like that. Yeah. Because the government have tried that through Oak National Academy mm. and it's uh, it's not very I good. I think, yeah, because different schools, different abilities, dif- different needs. I think there can be a standard one, but then I think teachers should always have the option. Yeah. Because that's I one part that's of the just, job that can too- be quite... Enjoyable. Yeah, it's too it's too much of a blanket thing that yeah. like, everyone under it and bang. Because nah. then, yeah. I'm holding a sword up to that person. Yeah. Scrap attendance awards. Families awarded for sending ch- in children when they're poorly spreading germs for the rest of the class and teaching staff. Again. Agree. Yeah. It's a hard agree. Um, term time holidays are better than no holidays for families. <sighs> it's controversial, isn't it? Going to put it out there. Completely agree. I'd rather a kid have a holiday during term time than not have a holiday. Um, I think in primary, yeah, I think you know, especially if they're from a, you know, more deprived area, saying and and the difference. I mean, I was actually with a mate last night who, who doesn't work in school. He he works in recruitment, and him and his missus have got a young daughter, and um, and he was saying that he's booked a holiday, and I said, "Oh, nice. When are you going?" And he was like September when everyone's back at school. Yeah, and and the different. I mean, the difference. The difference in, in price. price. Yeah, is so, scary. So this is the point, right? Because this is massive. So we talked about it. I, I, did we talk about an episode about the attendance in schools, like the persistent attendance yeah, now post COVID? Yeah. There's a massive disconnect. There was a survey where. A, a high percentage, of, well, a, you know, a higher percentage of parents are basically saying that, you know attendance isn't as important and this that and the other right um and then there was loads of tiktoks from parents going on about how you know schools shouldn't fine for, and again you have to resist the urge to comment and go schools aren't the ones who fine it was the it's the government that mm. put that policy in place um the simple solution to this and it is a simple one you you put in place legislation to say holiday companies cannot charge more than 10% more than what they charge term time, right? Yeah. You put that in place, still going to make money. Still, people are still going to book holidays, but the profits won't be through the roof. You sort that out. You're not going to get absolutely, because ultimately it's a cost thing. We're going through, you know, times are hard for many families. Time is so precious to families anyway. We talked about this the other week where we're saying for you to be a successful parent, you've got to work every hour under the sun. You don't feel like you spend a lot of quality time with your own kids. Holidays have become even more precious. So parents are going to look at what's going to work best for them financially. And if it means missing a week of school, they're going to take that. Overpaying. What about missing Sats week? Well, you know my feelings on sats. Well, again, not my either. But I know what happens if you miss sats. Most schools are like, right, that's it. You won't get you won't get a part in the end of year play and that nonsense. <laughs> the, you know, you know the politics, the politics of it. Um, but yeah, you, you you solve that issue about holidays in term time by putting legislation in place to say you can't charge more than ten percent of what, like centre parks, right? If you go to, to centre parks this week. I think the cost is a grand. No, sorry, I'm gone because it's half term. If you went to Centre Park last week, I think the cost is a grand for a week, mm-hmm. right? You go this week, guess how much it is? Three grand. No, not that much. You've oh, overshot it and two. completely ruined this segment now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's double. Two, yeah, two, two, grand. Two, two bags. So how can it be double just because you're going in half term? It is a joke. I mean, even just 
You could get you could get a week all inclusive at a Dees Resort, oh. like bang in the middle of even like that's why it's so so many kids go on holiday in like June. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's just like nice weather and stuff, and, and I don't begrudge it. It's just the funniest thing about that. But is, I, I want to make it clear that's not me encouraging yeah. at, being being absent from school. Like I know the benefit, you know. It is difficult when you're a t- you're a teacher and kids are off. I get that, but I can understand why parents do it in the current climate, and it's an easy fix. If it, yeah, but if the child's like one that's always in, oh yeah, yeah, and then the you know they have a couple of days, or whatever. The funniest thing for me is, and I know we touched upon this because I put a, a funny meme out about it last year, where they come back, where they come back in, and yeah. obviously the parents have been like been really poorly. Been really poorly. Try and play. And they it come off. back in with those holiday bands. With the holiday bands. The the, the hair braided braid. hair. Yeah. The tan and a bit of peeling skin. <laughs> and you're just like, you look well. <laughs> Bad yeah, case yeah. of diarrhea for you, was it? <laughs> Starting to feel better. Yeah. Right, a couple more. Another one about attendance certificates. Do not work. They just give competitive parents yet another thing to trumpet about. While kids with chronic illnesses will never be able to hit 100% through no fault of their own. Again, agree. Uh, teachers shouldn't be judged for leaving at 3.30. Agree. Agree. It's None of these easy. are controversial. No, I, I was going to say, these are all, but you're just going to have people listening to this going, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Whether people are too scared to do it, you know, publicly on the post. I mean, sort of go, what's, what, and yeah. then get attacked? Yeah, possibly. Um, if the, if the hall is completely empty, I would also knee slide across the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I would as I well mean, if I mean, my knees could take it. I was going to say, <laughs> it would be a sight to behold some of the scenes. Staff who take children on residential should be paid overtime or have time off in lieu. <laughs> Agree? Yeah, Agree? I mean, it's, it's, it's. I think sometimes that's, that's under, not underappreciated by like, staff yeah i think just in general how tiring a residential is yeah like and 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 what one thing i can't stand is when and i'm only going back obviously i've not been on a residential now for a while but when i used to go on like when i used to go we used to do like literally three or four nights i think it was with year six and you know, you'd come back. I remember coming back and I have never in my entire life felt as tired. Oh, yeah. yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. It's ta- teach tired than this and then, residential And then you, get, you have like members of staff who say things like, so jealous. Like, you know, you've you've been there all week doing all these activities and we've been in work. But then I was a bit like, yeah, but you, you go home at go four. Home. Yeah. Whereas we then do evening activities. Then you've got the kids who won't sleep. The kids who want to call home. Yeah. And then, you know, before you know it, you have like, what, four or five hours sleep. You're hardly sleeping because you're worried about Plus, anything. let's be fair. They're not the most, you know, if you go into a Robin, don't get me wrong, great experience, but they're not the most luxury beds, are they? No, not no. The com- not, not the comfiest. <laughs> and you might end up being like, I had to share a room once on a residential. I did. So if you end up sharing with someone who's snoring, yeah. you're absolutely done for. I shared with, I think I shared with Courtney John. One residential, and he snores, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, the covers just kept going. Uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to think of something Courtney John would say. He'd just be like, "Is that him, brother?" Yeah. Brother. <laughs> yeah. Brother. Yeah. My brother. Um. 
If you have to have off-season inspections, they should just drop in totally unannounced for a day with zero notice. They'd see what schools are really like that day today and their expectation, uh, expectations for inspections would therefore be totally different and judgments hopefully more accurate. I imagine that would be very unpopular opinion. Um, mm, again, if you, if the, I wouldn't mind that if the Ofsted inspection system was fair mm. and, you know, what's the word I'm thinking of? Humane. Um, <laughs> not everything needs laminating. True. Yeah. Um, not everything is a result of COVID or kids these days. Sometimes it's a lack of consequences and an ineffective behaviour policy. Frustration. You can feel the frustration. Well, someone that. else has said the the current no consequence behaviour policy some schools have caused more harm than good. Yeah. Agree with that one? I agree with that one, yeah. I, I do have an issue with a no consequence behaviour policy because I just don't think it reflects real life. Like, if you go through your whole childhood never having any consequences for when you do something bad, when you're an adult, what happens when you obviously, break the law? Yeah, I mean, obviously, different different children, different circumstances, different needs, need handling in different ways. 100%. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying this is... But, but you've got to prepare the child for the world they're going to grow up in. At exactly. the end of the day, if you tell a member of staff to shut up, you know, you're going to have to pay some sort of consequence because in, in, in life, if you tell your boss in the office, you know, hey, can you just fax these shit facts? <laughs> Why am I saying facts? That doesn't, I, I've never faxed. I've never seen a fax machine. Or can, can you just scan these sheets and you just shut up? Yeah. You just be like, can you please get your stuff and leave? Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. what? Do I not get... Do not get a sticker and a cuddle. <laughs> Do you not stroke me with a feather? Yeah. Um, uh, last couple. Uh, the national curriculum isn't fit for purpose, but maybe most of the teachers agree with that one. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, displays are overrated. Yeah, I mean, apart from my Kenzukis. Yeah. And the last one. Key homework in key stage one to three is pointless. Hard agree. Hard agree. Look at you, creaming over those posts. No, but I, I mean, <laughs> I, I was contemplating, is there any point reading them out? Because they're, <laughs> they're, agree, just, they're not they're controversial. Shouts, yeah. We want ones that are like, oh. Yeah, we want ones where it's like, I think this should be a, lear a, a learning walk every single morning. Yeah. So on that note, right, is Thread of the Week. It's the Thread of the Week. Because I take it for Reddit, it doesn't mean I cheat. It's the Thread of the Week. Not plagiarism, because I referenced my source. If you ruled the world, what would be the first thing you would change? Right? Mm -hmm. So I saw this, and I've got one straight away. Okay. Based on what happened today. Right? Mm -hmm. I went for a walk with the dog. Oh, did you step? Did you step? I didn't step, but there was easily just walking around the block here. 20 different dollops of dog poo. Dollops, good on, use. On the pavement that were just not picked up. So my, if I became ruler of the world, anyone who doesn't pick up after their dog will be sentenced to death. Lethal injection. <laughs> you don't deserve to be on the planet. If you're not going to be considerate enough to look out for other people by picking up your own dog poo, get out. Do one. Now, are we having fun with this? Because obviously there's a lot of bad in the world. Well, we want to, obviously, we'd sort world peace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel but like these, a, these are I feel like subtle a, I feel like a beauty contestant 
world peace. <laughs> I would personally, right? And this is something that happened to me yesterday. Went to the cinema. Yeah. Me and my mate went to the cinema. I used to go cinema with my mate, Shleem, all the time. Um, and we, Is this when you went to see Iron Claw? Yeah, yeah. What did you think? I loved it. I yeah, went to see it. First time I went to the cinema for months. Heartbreaking. Went to the Everyman, which was lovely. But yeah, what yeah, a film. Yeah, really sad. Um, Although Zac Efron. What? Looks a bit odd. Yeah, but I think he's had think, a lot of work done. No, he, he had a he had a uh, he had a jaw injury, didn't he? Oh, did and That's it? why his jaw looks a little bit different. It's still devastating, though. He's, obviously, his haircut, well, his was, haircut shocking was shocking in that. But film. it's part of the character. But great anyway. film. So went with my mate to cinema last night, and um, if I was ruler of the world, this is what I would do. Right. If you go to a cinema and speak throughout the film oh, and go yeah, on your yeah. phone. Yeah, the film. I'm gonna throw it out there, right? Last night, lethal injection. Last, <laughs> last night I was sat there. Me and my mate were middle back, right? Middle back at the at the view, and there was about four seats next to me, and then there was two lads, mm. probably a bit older than me. Probably I'd say two forty year old lads, and they did not stop talking. And oh, one of God. them, one of them was on his phone just scrolling through the entire no. film. So. At one point, I went to the to the toilet because I'd absolutely caned a massive Dr Pepper Zero uh, drink from the cinema, and, uh, and this is this is my issue, right? And this is where I, I'd say eighteen to twenty three year old me would have told them to shut the f up, and then yeah. I would have danced if I needed to dance <laughs> because I'm thirty five year old school staff father of two. I was a bit like, I don't want to say like, you know, lads, quiet down. Because if they turn around and go, are you you talking to? I'm thinking, do I really want to dance on a Sunday night? Do I really want to throw down on a Sunday night? Not with your ankle. Well, that's Not with your comfy work shoes. Listen, (laughs) non-slip. Don't matter if someone had spilled a a tango ice blast. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I didn't wear these to the cinema. I don't wear them all the time. (laughs) So anyway, I go to the toilet and as I come out, I can just see three view, view workers talking. Oh, did you? So I grasped. <laughs> I grasped, baby. I went in and went, listen, not trying to cause trouble. And this guy was this guy was so into it. This guy worked at view. No, no, go right ahead. I went, and did you get them thrown out? I went, there's two guys at the back of Iron Claw. But the thing is what I said to my mate, I said, I'm going to Iron Claw them in a minute. Yeah. I'm going to literally grab their skull. Yeah. And I just said, listen, they don't stop talking. He's on his phone constantly. I said, he's really ruining it for everyone. Right. So I go and sit back down. Now it's clear, isn't it? It's <laughs> so obvious. In the I'd say maybe 20, yeah. 20 in there. So obvious. The, the two view workers walk up. Yeah. He's on his phone and they go, listen, if you carry on, you're going to have to leave. Anyway, he puts his phone away. They leave and he just hooks his phone Aww. straight back out. I'm thinking, should I? There's no point in do you know going what, again. Do you know what him? Do you know what he? He went to a school where there was no consequences <laughs> yeah. for but his then, behaviour. <laughs> but then the guy in front, guy in the row in front, just gets his phone out and starts messaging, but like dead bright screen. So that was taking my attention. Yeah. And then <laughs> in the same row in front, on the left hand side, some guy just starts scratching the the table, like in the middle of the film. <laughs> It's not scratching the table. I'm going, it's not like a DJ deck. I was like, and then, but then the girl in front of me was like looking at him. Yeah. And I was looking at him. And then he was talking. I was turning around. I was getting so aggy. So, in answer to your question, <laughs> if I was king of the world, if you 
The thing is, talk and go on your phone while the adverts. Yeah, are. yeah. Adverts yeah. do not care about. Yeah. Soon as it goes, and now it's time for the yeah. trailers. Phones. Away. You wouldn't steal a bike. Yeah. You wouldn't steal. But it's just, I just don't get it. I mean, even if they're on the phone during the trailers, I can handle. I can handle phone yeah. trailers. But as soon as that comes up, and it's like, and they even do that announcement, don't they? Like, yo, I always want to do that. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I just want to have a bit Turn of fun. Turn your phone off. Turn yeah. your phone off. You know, you know, breathe. Why I, go to the cinema? Well, I just, I was saying this to my mate. I was like, there's literally like a, a new thing at the Lowry where we went, where it's like a food stalls and a bar and stuff. Just go and sit there and have a chinwag. Yeah. Like, you're not going to, I just don't get it. Yeah. Anyway, so, so we're saying lethal injection for that. Yeah. I'd, I'd also prison time if you slow me down in the security checkout at the airport. You know, the security. Oh, you hate thing. that, yeah. yeah. I if, also you, if you think, can't keep to 100 mils in your clear plastic bag. I also bag, think if I was king of the world, if you if you don't thank someone when you let them in, <laughs> yeah. they're in the car, um, or they raise you one finger, yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> king of the world, can you step out of your vehicle, sir? Um, <laughs> my first decree as queen of the world would be to extend the weekend by including Fridays. Yes. We'll go Absolutely for that. Absolutely in. For starters, I'd standardise shoe size across all brands. What's that mean? Well, just, I think this goes for clothes as well. You know, like you can get an XL in one brand. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, like, next double XLs fit me like a glove. Yeah. Other places, double XLs, toit. And it makes me feel very, very self-conscious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd give a free pony and toothbrush for all. A free pony? Pony. As in, like, an actual little horse thing. Yeah, I think so. And a toothbrush. Uh, yeah, I'd oh, stop. What, what a strange vibe! <laughs> combination. Imagine it's not like, a toothbrush we've got a new, for the pony. We've got a new. We've got a new. Uh, you know, we've got a new leader of the world, and then suddenly at the door there's like a Colgate toothbrush and a pony. I'd be like, how am I supposed to do with it? How am I supposed to do with a toothbrush? <laughs> That wouldn't help my thingy because there'd be a load more horse poo on the roads, wouldn't yeah, there? Yeah, they would. Stopping people doing TikTok dances in crowded public sp- spaces, trains, buses, city centres. Uh, if it's not stopping you from going anywhere, I don't have an issue with that. My own, uh, yeah. Right, See, I, gonna, I, you- like, I, make, I make videos, but I, I could never imagine making a video in a public place. No, I do. I do sometimes think that. Yeah. Um, but I, I like it like that. Have you seen that Key and Crow? The no. Irish singer. I think he's Irish. Oh, if you've got a talent, that's... No, but... He, and he goes on, like, trains and he starts singing and then he has a choir who are just, like, passengers on the train like who start mob, singing. Yeah, like a mob choir. And it's great. It's really good. Yeah, I don't mind that if it's a... Ta- you know... And he was in Manchester as well, in Piccadilly. Was it? Did it, yeah. And I, was, I wasn't... Uh, someone's put a new calendar. The seven-day week was taken from Genesis, and I guess it's a bit poo. Most of our time-based metrics are centred on 60, so I'm implementing 60 weeks with six days, no Wednesday, plus 5.25 Wednesdays per year. Sounds a bit complicated. I was going to say, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there we go. I would make not picking up dog poo a capital crime. Yeah, I have to People say, it is, it is, it's so bone-idle and oh, lazy. Just inconsiderate. Uh, I'd exile flat earthers to the moon. Ooh, flat earthers. I'd make James Cameron delete Jack's I'm king of the world dialogue in Titanic. There can only be one king of the world, and that's me. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> Taking it so literal. As if that's what he'd do. I know. Send armies of Italian people named Giuseppe in every country to spread the Italian cuisine to the whole world. All countries that drive on the left of, of the road have to switch to the right, and the ones that drive on the right have to switch to the left, on, except on days with full moon. Then it's reversed. Oh, God. <laughs> Bore off. Who cares? I'll bet you like this one. All movies and shows are available in a single streaming service, which is available to all. Yeah. Love that. Uh, littering gets your mandatory five days of picking up trash and scrubbing pavements with a toothbrush. I will bankrupt society to pay for the enforcement of these punishments. Jesus, Isler would be in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hot dogs and hot dog buns would come in equal quantities. As in size? I think size and amount as well, because sometimes you can get like four buns, but six hot dogs. Yeah, but then you just eat, eat the dogs or double up. Yeah, I'd tell George R. R. Martin to write a book. Game of Thrones Game of guy. Thrones, yeah. yeah. Outlaw billionaires. Uh, I'd want a 300-foot statue of me on the moon. Jesus. If you use phones at full speaker volume in public, straight to jail. No, I'm with that. Not yeah. a fan at all. Uh, bring back retro fast food decor across all franchises. What's that? We well, you know, like the old sort of... Um, like what McDonald's used to be like in back in the nineties, compared what, like, to what it's like the now. Hamburglar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying that though, right? I know you're still in your health kick and stuff, but have you seen the new thing on the McDonald's menu? Frank's hot one. Yeah. Have you had it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is it? Oh, it's good. It no, is no. Very, I'm very still nice. trying to be good. Still it's trying to be very, good. Very, very sneaky, sir. Now I know we've been talking about toxic SLTs. I don't think anything's as bad as this example, which wasn't, was not a teacher-related one, but people have been sharing their tales of betrayal. You look like you've got a story. It's probably not as good as Nana Maury's. But tell me your story anyway, I hope it's a hit. If it's not good, then I'ma go read it from Chip. What do you think of this, right? What's the worst betrayal you've ever experienced? I have one that happened a few years ago. There was a new guy at my work and we hit it off. We hung out for a solid week or so almost every day. I'd I'd been myself for over a year. I'd been by myself for over a year at this point in my life and was starved for friendship. This dude and I would drink and play Mario Kart together. I thought I had a new best friend and I was stoked. All of a sudden... He stopped showing up to work and stopped responding to me. By the next week, I was terminated. Right, sacked. Turned out he was actually from corporate, but was undercover and pretending to be a new employee. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't even remember specifically what I said to him, but I guess a few times I made fun of the company or had some general complaints. I don't think I'll trust anyone again. <gasps> How bad is that? (laughs) Bro ghosted after playing Mario Kart for a company. No bigger betrayal than bonding over Mario Kart. It was so obvious looking back where the guy was like, what do you think about Helen? He's he's brand new. What do you think about Helen? That bitch. (laughs) And then suddenly he's just like, yes. And I'm reaping all the benefits. That's so bad, isn't it? 
Oh, God, that is I, horrendous. I, I've actually got a similar-ish tale, you know, right. true to life, this. So back in the day when I worked at Ofsted, don't know if you remember, I did. Yeah. I was in the data handling unit just doing scanning and printing and stuff. And there was basically, there was a group of us quite younger ones. And the, the team manager at the time was a proper uh, Debbie Do-Gooder. And yeah. was, just, you know, really to the point, wasn't much crack. Anyway, we had to do these like questionnaires, not well-being questionnaires, but just general work questionnaires. Yeah. And one lad I used to work with, good guy, like... I think he just hated his job, but he he ended up filling this questionnaire out online. Yeah. Um it was on like a Word document and he and he wrote it, but he wrote it like like purposely to be to be controversial. Antagonistic, and funny. yeah. And he mess he emailed it right. I mean, silly really. He emailed it to me and three other people. And then one of the other people Graphic. forwarded it on to the manager oh, and she no. was getting absolutely slated in there and oh. boom before you knew it I went for lunch right and he comes out and I went you're right mate he went not really <laughs> <laughs> I went why and he was like just lost my job I went really he went yeah I think they're going to talk to you as well and I went why are they talking to me and he went because I sent it to you I went well you said you did it <laughs> nothing to do with me how was- stupid is me you're playing solitaire <laughs> yeah minesweeper actually but <laughs> Uh, now, I remember last week we did those misunderstandings. Oh, yeah. So uh, we posted a couple of clips uh, over the week and uh, it led other people to... To share. To share. So um, we had some expert from the local authority come to speak to our bottom 20% about humanities. He reported back that children said that Stone Age people living in caves was a lifestyle choice. <laughs> Right, Albert Einstein, isn't he the one with the green face? No, no, no. That'd be <laughs> Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> yes. Um, I was talking about the Arctic and asked the assembly where it was. One kid answered, isn't that the room at the top of your house, miss? Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, he's not far, is he? Yeah, the and Arctic. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> Uh, child, my mum's boyfriend broke his arm. Me, oh no, which one? Child, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I was kind of? I sometimes try and um, preempt what they're going to say, gonna, and I never get it. No. I never get it. <laughs> um, I bet you won't get this one. Who wrote the Gruffalo? Go on, Jason Donovan, <laughs> instead of Julia <laughs> Donaldson. <laughs> Uh, bloody hell mate (laughs) I close my eyes in the deep dark wood Um, (laughs) in the deep dark wood I went Connie John you have Ray Wilkins Um, (laughs) reminds me of a student a year ago uh, years ago we were learning about Sir Thomas Beckett and the fact he was murdered at Canterbury Cathedral bear in mind this was a year seven student one boy asked is that where the cheese is made? Took us two whole minutes to understand where he'd come from. And that he was talking City. about Cathedral yes, City cheese. I got that, Cathedral <laughs> City. Oh. And this one, <laughs> this is my favourite. Playing basketball with some year threes. One child shoots a shot. 
looks at her. I'm like, COVID Brian. <laughs> <laughs> he meant COVID. He meant COVID <laughs> Brian. Did you say COVID Brian? <laughs> COVID. COVID Brian. <laughs> like the one guy in the pub who got it early doors. Hey, have you heard about Brian? Got COVID? COVID. He's known as COVID Brian. <laughs> and the kids shooting three throws like COVID, COVID. Oh my god. Uh, look, That's... sir, I'm COVID Brian. <laughs> he meant COVID Brian. <laughs> That's my favourite. That's brilliant. Oh god. Right, so <coughs> oh, that got me. To finish uh, the app today, so we've, you know, I've been posting loads of clips on TikTok, on Instagram, Facebook. So I'm just going to read some comments on one. So it's one, a post we did, uh, a video we did a while ago where it's like, when you work with children, you say the strangest things. Yeah. Um, l- loads of examples. Uh, one, you cannot marry a chicken. <laughs> Stop licking the girls' faces. They don't like it. (laughs) Mine is, when Jesus was eating a woman, I meant to say, whilst Jesus was eating, a woman anointed him. (laughs) But I got distracted. (laughs) We do not... A bit of an accidental innuendo there. We do not lick other people's snots. If you're wearing (sighs) a tail, please remove it. (laughs) People are not rats. <laughs> so many licking. Stop licking his ears. Stop licking the scaffolding. <laughs> Stop licking the fence. Please don't eat the bird seed. Oh, God. And then here's my favourite ones. This is not what we do at snack and chat time. We do not sniff each other's bums. Uh. You're not dogs. You've already been a poo. Get out. (laughs) You've already been. I think they're doing biology. Right, right. You've already been a poo. Get out of the small intestine. (laughs) Not moving. Uh, I'm just uh, just demonstrating a bit of constipation, miss. Yesterday I said, you do not need to stand on her neck. Now you've done it again. (laughs) Stop standing on her neck. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, And then two more. This one. No, you can't put Vaseline on the goldfish's lips. (laughs) Children. And then this one. <laughs> now, have you heard of these air up bottles? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't mind them, actually. Yeah, no, Isla's got one. They're great. Yeah. So if anyone hasn't seen them, like these, they're water bottles, but they've got these uh, pods on them, which yeah. are different flavours. And basically, when you take a sip of water, you smell it, and it gives you the feeling that you're drinking flavoured water, yeah, but actually yeah. you're just drinking general water. <laughs> so this teacher... In the dawn of the air-up phase in the classroom, I now realise they're called pods. I shouted, Stop sniffing each other's rings! (laughs) 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 Sniffing each other's rings! 
On that note, here's another, uh, well, misunderstanding slash bit of accidental innuendo. I had a pupil go through to another class to collect equipment. He came back and exclaimed, I've just been gangbanged by the class next door. <laughs> I've just been gangbanged by the class next door. Whilst, whilst trying to keep a straight face, I replied, you've been what? He then tried to explain that they were annoying him, taking the mickey out of him, etc. He meant to say they ganged up on him. <laughs> I held it together until he walked back out of the room and collapsed in laughter at my desk. <laughs> How was your day, Timmy? Not great, got gangbanged. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right. Yes. <sighs> Well, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, I hope that's been uh, enjoyable again. Thank you so much for all your support. As we said at the beginning of the episode, head to the website, twomrpspodcast.com. You can stream our latest tour show. You can submit any story, controversial opinion, misunderstanding, anything like that. If you've got any story that you think will give us a bit of a giggle, you can share it there. You can also get tickets for the last show of the tour in Liverpool happening April 3rd. As always, if you've not yet left a, a review on Apple Podcasts, do that as well. Subscribe and the likes. And you can also head over to Facebook, get involved in the chat on the Two Mr. P's podcast Facebook group. And we will be back next week. Thanks for listening. Take care. Have See a good one. See you later.